we are fresh off the vote. Last week, local elections were held in a majority of big cities, as well as several states, which elected governors and state legislators. I take a look at some races where term limits were a factor. This is the week of November 11th, 2019, and you're listening to the No Uncertain Terms podcast. Your sanctuary from partisan politics. So Phil Blumel, El Presidente de Term Limits, is on the road, not able to join us today. So assuming host duties in his place, it is I, the Art Garfunkel of Term Limits, Nick Tumbleides. Let's just dig in right now, hot and heavy, and look at these election results. So a majority of large cities, a lot of small cities, uh, as well as three states voted this Tuesday, November 5th. A lot of these were lower turnout elections. You know, in a presidential election, around 55% of registered voters show up. In these off-year elections, turnout can be very low. I know locally here where I live, my county in Florida, I think had a 15% voter turnout rate on Tuesday, uh, single digits in some smaller cities, around 30% turnout usually for these local elections in an odd-numbered year. So very low turnout, a lot of people aren't watching. But the biggest story was Kentucky, where incumbent Republican governor Matt Bevin was defeated by Democrat Andy Beshear by six-tenths of one percentage point. They were separated by only about 5,000 votes in a race where 1.5 million people cast ballots. Democrats are psyched about this. Republicans are shocked. If you're worried about term limits as a single issue, the world will keep on turning. And if you're looking at this race through the lens of term limits, though, the governor-elect, Bashir, is a promising guy. Take off for a minute the blinders of Newt Gingrich and the Republicans in the early 1990s. Remember, term limits is not a Republican issue. Term limits filed for divorce from Republicans in the mid-1990s after the party made a bunch of promises to us and broke them all. So we're single now. We're ready to mingle. We are a single issue, and we're nonpartisan. And what that means is you're going to run into Republicans who suck on term limits because they're career politicians like Mitch McConnell, and then you'll run into Democrats who are great on it. Um, And I would call Andy Bashir a Democrat who happens to be great on term limits. Since this is a nonpartisan podcast, I'm not going to get into the rest of his platform or what his rival, Matt Bevin, has to say about other issues. On term limits, though, Bashir is solid. During the campaign, he released a comprehensive ethics plan that includes eight-year term limits for all state legislators in Kentucky upon approval from the voters. If you go on the website for Bashir, he even quotes U.S. term limits in his plan. He quotes our organization saying 84% of Kentuckians want federal term limits. That is from a poll we did through McLaughlin and Associates. So he says, this is a quote from Bashir, By expanding term limits to cover legislators, we can start to end the cycle of corruption in Frankfurt, the state capital. Implementing term limits will open up the legislature to a whole new generation of Kentucky leaders and ideas. Well, I'm impressed by that. I think it's obviously very savvy for a guy running for governor in a relatively conservative state to find issues that cut across party lines. And you have to remember, Bashir is 41 years old. He's the second youngest governor in America, uh, only older than Ron DeSantis, our governor here in Florida, who's also a major champion for term limits. 
Imagine the potential impact if the young Democrat and the young Republican teamed up to help us get this done. You better believe that is a conversation we're going to be having with both of them. Because at a time when this country is more divided than it's ever been before, and we've got hearings starting on impeachment very soon, we do need issues to bring us together. And there's no better thing for a Republican governor and a Democratic governor to do than stand on the front lines and say, we agree that Congress no longer functions. We agree that it's time for a change. And we agree that it's time for term limits. We are at Politicon 2019 in Nashville, Tennessee for iHeartRadio. I'm Jack Crumley. We have been talking with a variety of guests. Right now on with me is Nick Tumbalides, who is with U.S. Term Limits. Is this an organization that is in favor of term limits or is against term limits? Well, we are obviously in favor of term limits. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we're, we work on term limits at all levels of government, from Congress all the way down to dog catcher. You know, we want to make elections more fair in this country. We want to put a check on the advantages of incumbency. And we want to get a lot more fresh faces and ideas in public office. So I would imagine that the biggest challenge for you and your organization is the idea of needing lawmakers to somehow be involved in setting limits on themselves. Correct. Yes. We call this the chickens voting for Colonel Sanders problem <laughs> yeah, okay. in, in D.C. Um, but there's an actual great workaround. Article 5 of the Constitution says that there are two ways to propose a constitutional amendment. You can get a two-thirds vote in Congress, which, you know, you've got the self-interest problem inherent in that. But you could also get two-thirds of states to do an end run around Congress by calling a convention. States can actually bypass Washington, D.C. If two-thirds of state legislatures say, we want term limits on Congress, they can come together, they can write the amendment, and nobody in Washington, D.C. can do anything to stop it. So that is something that we are pioneering right now. We have already done this in three states. We've got Florida, Missouri, and Alabama to call for it. Mm -hmm. There have been another 12 states that have called for a convention that would include term limits but would not exclusively be limited to that. And what we want is a convention that is limited to proposing term limits on Congress. Are you guys in favor of term limits at the state level also? Absolutely, we are. You know, we played an instrumental role in the 1990s in running uh, ballot drives in 23 states for not just term limits on those states' congressmen, but also on their state legislatures. Unfortunately, what happened was the Supreme Court in 1995 decision, U.S. term limits versus Thornton, struck down all of those term limits for Congress that are in state constitutions and state statutes. But what was upheld, at least in 15 states, is term limits on legislatures. So we actually have an example. The states have kind of been a laboratory of democracy on this issue, where you've seen how term limits work. You've seen the way it creates competitive elections. You've seen the way it creates more fiscal health health, you know, more responsible budgeting, all things that we should be hoping to see at the federal level if we can get this done. I mean, I think all of us know off the top of our heads people we know, experts in different professions, people with real subject matter knowledge who could really go in and tackle a lot of the problems of the day, but they don't really have the opportunity to serve because, again, they're blocked by the power of incumbency. They're blocked by career politicians. We have a Congress today that's not really diverse. Seventy-two percent of members of Congress before they got to Congress were either professional politicians, professional attorneys, or both. I mean, that doesn't really reflect the American people. You Do you want to give a, a website or any sort of social media or anything like that out there? Um, yeah, the podcast is No Uncertain Terms, and our website is termlimits.com. So if you go to termlimits.com, you can sign our petition, grassroots petition, and you'll be opted in to all of our updates about what's going on around the country on this issue. Moving on to other election news. 
supporters of term limits are about to take the Mississippi legislature by storm. If you recall, back in late August, we saw a historic victory for term limits supporters in the primary. We called it the Mississippi sweep to make the politicians weep. And what happened was in one day, 10 pro-term limit candidates won their primary in Mississippi, including three who knocked out entrenched incumbents. It was a huge paradigm shift. Well, we have an update now on that because Mississippi had a general election yesterday and the power of term limits there doubled. 20, yes, 20 U.S. term limits pledge signers have officially been elected to the state legislature there. 13 House members, seven state senators, and one more could be coming because there's a recount underway in one of the House races, House District 40, where I think they're only separated by a dozen votes. What this means is the cavalry have arrived, and these 20 people entering the Mississippi State House or possibly getting reelected to the Mississippi State House now with the term limits platform, that represents a powerful block which can propel forward the term limits convention bill in Mississippi. If you think back the history of Mississippi, the Mississippi legislature has already called for a convention to write amendments. And in the first draft of that bill, term limits was supposed to be included. It was supposed to be a convention on three topics. One of them was supposed to be term limits. But in an act of extreme shiftiness and shadiness, the leadership in Mississippi pulled the term limits portion out of the bill. They omitted it to make sure that they could protect their buddies in Congress because there's always this relationship between the state politicians and the federal ones, which is way too close for comfort. The states don't just have a way of taking power back from Washington, D.C. They have a duty to do it. The states are supposed to be the fourth branch of government. It says right in the Constitution, right in Article 5, that the states can propose amendments through a convention. And there was supposed to be a healthy tension between the states and the federal government in Washington. But at least in Mississippi, the lines have been blurred and the Mississippi politicians were carrying water for the folks in Washington. The takeaway from what just happened is that will no longer be the case. There is now a small army of fighters in the Mississippi legislature to push for that term limits convention. We're going to be monitoring that situation. Mississippi has the opening of its legislative session on January 7th, and we are very excited to see what happens when the session opens. We have staff who are going to be on the ground there, ensuring that the right thing gets done, that this bill for term limits on Congress not only gets filed, but gets pushed forward through the process. In local news, we have a good Florida man story. Florida men and women in three major cities voted overwhelmingly for term limits on Tuesday. In Miami Beach, voters rejected a self-serving attempt by politicians to lengthen term limits so they could keep power longer. In Lakeland, Florida, home to the corporate headquarters of Publix, which I absolutely adore, voters shortened term limits from 16 to 12 years. So that's very good development. I think 12 years is still too long for a term limit, but going from 16 to 12 is definitely a push in the right direction. And then finally, in Claremont, Florida, the largest city in Lake County, voters approved brand new eight-year term limits for the city council. 
And they did it with, get ready for this, a whopping 89% of the vote. 89% of Claremont residents approving term limits. Find someone who loves you like voters in Claremont love term limits and you will be happy for the rest of your life. These results surprise me a little bit because local elections with low turnout are usually ground zero for political scams. Local officials know they can fleece voters when few people are paying attention, so they work very hard to conceal what they're trying to do. But in this case, as in most cases, the voters were a lot smarter than the politicians. The voters saw through the scams. Uh, the voters set things right. And in the city of Claremont, the voters set term limits for the first time. Let's hope this really becomes a model for the nation. And by the way, good folks in podcast land, depending on where you live, if you want to put term limits on your local officials, your state might grant you the power to do that directly. You can get signatures on a petition. I believe 30 states have some form of initiative and referendum where you can circulate a petition locally to make changes to the law. If you've got a crooked mayor or a council getting in the pockets of lobbyists and developers, you have options. You might need a few thousand signatures or in some cases only uh, several hundred signatures if your area is small enough. Sometimes you just need about 5 or 10% of the total number of, of registered voters in your area. We have a lot of experience with this. We've got folks on our board here at U.S. Term Limits who've worked with it for many years, such as Paul Jacob. Hit us up, termlimits.com. Contact us if you've got some volunteers willing to help. Change always starts from the bottom up, especially in politics. It's never been truer than it is for term limits. If you're looking to get something cooking at the local level, let us know. Paul Jacob is a board member of U.S. Terminalists and president of the Liberty Initiative Fund. Breakthrough Coalition working on expanding term limits, hollers the Lansing City Post headline. Michigan's legislative leaders, the capital-based paper and forms, are working on a term limits expansion deal for state lawmakers. The conceptual plan, which won't be finalized until December, would be that lawmakers could serve a combined 20 years in both the House and Senate before they would be broomed from office. Yes, you heard that correctly. The legislative bosses want a new term limits law, allowing politicians to serve 20 years in a single seat. 20 years is no term limit. It's a cushy retirement plan. In unsurprising bipartisanship, Michigan's NPR affiliate reports that Senate Democratic leader Jim Ananich says lawmakers from his party could get on board. The Democrat added, we're not big supporters of term limits in the first place. The other big news is that the scheming is no longer confined to politicians and their cronies over at the Michigan Chamber of Commerce. The business lobby that for three decades has curried favor with lawmakers by conspiring to undo the state's voter-enacted term limits. Now, also plotting behind closed doors with Republican Senate Majority Leader Mike Shirky and Republican House Speaker Lee Chatfield, is the progressive, union-funded, voters-not-politicians group. He and the Speaker have found a willing partner in VNP, a spokesperson for Shirky acknowledged. Unlike the unpopular chamber and politicians, voters not politicians sports a shred of grassroots credibility. 
having led a successful 2018 ballot initiative on redistricting. But that shred will only last until Michiganders find out that voters not politicians has sadly morphed into politicians not voters. This is Common Sense. I'm Paul Jacob. For more Common Sense, go to thisiscommonsense.com. This is a public service announcement. Don't be shy about asking your favorite congressional candidate to sign the U.S. Term Limits Pledge. You might feel like you're asking him or her to do you a favor, but the truth is the candidate, if he or she is a term limit supporter, will benefit from committing to support the popular U.S. Term Limits Amendment bill. Many candidates love to be photographed with pen in hand or are even willing to sign on video. Candidate Beth Parlato is a family law attorney and former judge who has announced her run for New York's 27th Congressional District. She aims to replace Representative Chris Collins, who has pled guilty to insider trading and other federal crimes. Hi, if you're watching this video, I know that you're going to agree with me that it is time that we have congressional term limits. I'm happy to tell you that I'm going to sign today, right now, the U.S. Term Limits Congressional Pledge. Unlike the career politicians, I am not afraid to put into writing what I believe in. Thanks for joining us for another episode of No Uncertain Terms. We cannot let the Politicians Not Voters Coalition succeed in overturning the citizens' will in Michigan. If you live in Michigan, please go to the Save Michigan's Term Limits Action page at termlimits.com forward slash Michigan and send a message to your legislators right now. Tell them to keep their hands off Michigan's term limits. Also, please forward this link to other Michiganders you know. You can also find the Michigan Action page under the Current Actions tab at termlimits.com. We have to get ahead of this. Thanks for your help. We'll be back next week. The revolution isn't being televised. Fortunately, you have the No Uncertain Terms podcast. U.S.T.L. Yeah.